Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join us is award-winning writer and editor Carolyn Taylor. She's joining us to talk about how she became a writer and her current projects. I do want to mention we were just listening to Stacy Robin, and that was Follow. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling into the show. Thank you for having me. So, Caroline, before we um, get going, could you give me a little backstory into how you became an award-winning writer? I think it's like you would imagine a long story. I started out as a secretary, Mm -hmm. and then I became an editor, and I did a lot of writing for nonfiction, nonprofit publications, and then I decided at one point that I would like to try my hand at fiction, and it took about 10 years before I got my first story published, and then, you know, it's been years since then that I've had several stories published, but it's always a roll of the dice. You never know what the editors are looking for, and you never know if what you've sent them is something they like. Uh, I always find that the people that are writers, they hang in there. You know, they it takes a long time, whether you're a screenwriter, uh, any fiction, nonfiction, whatever, you just have this desire to write, and you don't let rejection or anything stop you. You can't, because that would just kill everything. You have to, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe that you have something to say that, in my case, I think, I think of it as entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think I might have something to say that would entertain people and allow them to escape the, the dullness of their lives or the trauma they're enduring or whatever. Yes. I, I read an interesting quote this weekend. It had to do with, um, you know, being persevering and having determination. And, you know, failure is inevitable. But, you know, if you, if you let that stop you, that's terrible. You, you know, it's just part of the package, you know, is to fail and you keep going and other things happen that are great. Yes, and I have to say that in, in it was it was lucky for me that at the time that I started down the fiction path, I didn't have to mm-hmm. make money writing fiction because I think that would have just been terrible to deal with the rejection because that would have meant, what do I do now? But it was sort of, let me just give this a try, see what happens, and, and, and it was lucky for me that way. Now, the, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And I want to ask you, obviously, being a writer, you go through these funks, these ups and downs. Uh, what do you do to take care of yourself to, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally through t- such a tough industry? I think it's good to to force yourself to do something else. Um, get your mind off your writing or what any particular story or novel that you're working on and get out and, and talk to people or walk around or just do something different to sort of stop that um, cycle in your mind that has to do with writing. Because then very often you get ideas mm-hmm. or you get thoughts about, no, I really have to change this particular element of the story because it's not working and I now know how to do it. So I find that that you, it really does help to switch gears often. Absolutely. And I, 
you touched on something, get out there and talk to people, be with people. I've gotten ideas just striking up conversations with different people. I got an idea for a script visiting a retirement home. I mean, you just don't know. You don't know, and, and that's the beauty of, of being around people because they do give you ideas. Or even watching the television news, one of the stories in my short story collection um, was was inspired by the the story several years ago about how they had to miniaturize this Pluto a Pluto probe so that it could get as far as it had gone. And I just thought I'd have to write a story about miniaturization. Oh, I like that. So tell me what you've been working on. Right now, I'm working on a what I would I guess we'd call women's fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a story about. A, a pretty affluent woman who lives in an affluent Washington, D.C. neighborhood during the Great Recession, but who's recently widowed and very concerned that she's going to have to downsize. And then she's visited by her younger half-sister, who is in far more dire straits, having lost her home, and um, how they cope with the, the various problems they have because of the Great Recession. And also, let me ask you about your process. Do you um, have an idea of where your story is going, or does it evolve like a movie? I definitely do not have an idea of where my story is going, and it certainly does evolve. I I've started a novel that was based on um, some facilities that we've heard about in the news that were built during the Cold War and are now not being used for that purpose. And I thought, oh, that would be such a great story. And I started it, and I had no idea where it was going mm-hmm. until I finally kept my characters, led me sort of through the maze, and then showed me what had to happen. It was really kind of amazing. I love that. And I, I can uh, appreciate that my characters led me because when you, when you create these people, you're thinking about them when you're not even writing. That's right. They're sort of in the back of your mind, and their their personalities become more concrete as as the time passes, and then you you realize at some point this is what has to happen, or maybe they tell. I say I think they tell me that. <laughs> so, um, what advice would you give people that are writers that are struggling? You know, I know even getting published, you've been published online and in print, is very challenging. It is very challenging, but I don't think writers have much of a choice. If you're a writer, you have to write. Mm-hmm. And all I could say to writers who are struggling, it is a struggle. You have to have a very thick skin because rejections are far more numerous than, than acceptances. And just believe in yourself. Um, and, you know, get get part of a writer's group or friends, not necessarily friends, but acquaintances, because friends are going to tell you what they think you want to hear. But somebody who you will give you some good advice, like this isn't working for me, or I don't understand what you're doing, or something like that, that also is very helpful. And have thick skin. Like don't... And have thick skin, yes, unfortunately. It's so easy to, you know, crumble, but sometimes the best um, advice you get from somebody that's not your friend can really spin your idea into a better direction. It can, and I also think, 
you, I, I don't really have thick skin. You know, I fall mm-hmm. apart when I think, <laughs> oh, they are going to love this story, and it yeah. turns out, no, they don't love this story. And there's a moment where I think, oh, you know, this is all hopeless. But yeah. then I, have, I realize it happens all the time, and you never know why a publisher doesn't want what you're offering. They right. very seldom tell you why. And it could very well be as simple as them being tired of stories like the one you just wrote. Yes, exactly. Because there's so much competition out there. I mean, even just getting a literary agent is a challenge. Well, I've never mastered that one. <laughs> oh, really? So you oh, no. <laughs> you mastered the publishing uh, aspect, the publishing No, I've, yeah. I've managed to land a lot of manuscripts over the transom, and I think that's the path I'm going to have to continue to pursue. I, I just think that my personal opinion is that agents are very jaded. They see they far too much lands on their desk. They see too much, and they really have to look for something that they know is going to be a big seller. And taking a, a flying leap on a relatively unknown author is just not something they're going to consider. Right. And also they're looking at how many Twitter followers you have and how big your social media is, which is to me, doesn't mean much of anything. No, it doesn't mean it to me, and I'm kind of laughing that Twitter has suddenly reduced the size of some Twitter followers of some major personalities, because a lot of this is is algorithm-driven and bot-driven, and it means nothing. Oh, I know. I, I didn't know that people were buying followers for a long time, and then you you look at who's following them, and they're like these obscure names and no bios, and I thought, what is this? No, it, it, that is that is a, a a seamy side of modern publishing. It's it's hard enough for a writer to get published, but the hardest part of all is getting your your name and your books out there to a wider audience. That yes. is the really really tough part of it. Absolutely. So, where can people find out more about you? Well, they can find out about me on my website, www.carolinestories.com. And all of my books are available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Wonderful. And any last bit of advice for the listeners? Reading is a great escape, so do it whenever you get a chance. Absolutely. Even I was doing it this morning on the treadmill at the gym because it's so boring (laughs) working out. (laughs) So I dive into a book, you know. Exactly. Absolutely. Takes you out of yourself, shows you a different world, gets your mind off your troubles. I think it's just a beautiful way to escape. It is, and sometimes you get another creative idea as a result. Yes, you do. You know? Caroline, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me, Janine. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That was Caroline Taylor calling in to talk about uh, her road to becoming a writer, and she's an award-winning writer. She did it all without a literary agent, which is very cool. Um, If you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on the show blog. Right now, her bio is on there in her lovely picture. If you go to getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, it's on there. And if you want to follow me, I am on Twitter at moms underscore rock. KUCI is on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram, KUCI-FM, Tumblr, blog.kuci.org, and Facebook, facebook.com. 
uh, slash KUCI889. All right, we'll take a little break, and then I have several more guests calling in. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. 